You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, broadcasting on the iHeart Network worldwide. I would like to welcome my guests, Pepper J. and John Michael Ferrari. Award-winning music producer Pepper J. has been producing the songs of John Michael Ferrari for over 30 years. Pepper J was named Outstanding AC Music Producer of the Year by the Producers' Choice Honors for Ferrari's crossover single, My Heart Can't Breathe. For the same song, Ferrari was voted Crossover Artist of the Year by the New Music Awards and voted Fan Favorite by the Independent Music Network. Their song, Masquerading in the Night, was awarded Best Song Production 2022 by the Musevote Live Channel. And John Michael was named Singer-Songwriter of the Year 2022 by the Nashville Music Foundation. Pepper J and John Michael Ferrari, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bev. Thank you, Bev. It's nice to be here with you. Yes, I'm so excited to interview both of you together. This is a pleasure. With that beautiful accent, are you coming from Nashville? <laughs> well, I guess it does get confused with Nashville sometimes, but no, I'm not from Nashville. I'm uh, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, so, well, but we'll, I'll take that. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. John, John, you will be filming. You will be filming clips and interviews in Nashville for your TV and radio show, Songwriters' Perspectives. Yes. Yeah, tell us about that. Well, you know, the Songwriters' Perspective radio show was such a success that you know we thought we'd take some of our favorite Nashville uh, singer-songwriters that we perform with on different occasions and interview them. And, you know, we kind of put together what's it like to come to Nashville and if you want to be a singer-songwriter and what's it like to do the singer uh, rounds that uh, many of the artists love to do, how to get started, and the success of the ones that have been doing it for a while and kind of insight on that part of the industry. Because, you know, they talk about, songwriting, but, you know, a big part of it is the songwriters that go out and perform their songs, uh, you know, like a comedian, you know, they play these small little clubs and work out their material. Well, that's what songwriters do. They play these little clubs and work out their material and see what kind of response they get with the audience. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Wow. How long has it been in production? Well, we're just doing the pre, uh, post uh, pre-production now. That's Pepper's okay. job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when is it, uh, Pepper, when is it uh, planning to, uh, you know, come out and uh, released? Well, the shooting schedule at this time extends through October, and uh, then it'll go into post, you know, for the voiceover and editing and that type. So. Right now, I expect it to be released on the Nevada television station in January. Oh, that's and then so after, exciting. After that, it will go on John's YouTube channel, 
Actually, uh, 11 or 12, I don't remember, I think 12 of his episodes, radio show episodes, Songwriter's Perspective, is currently on his YouTube channel. Just look for John Michael Ferrari, Songwriter's Perspective, and, and you'll listen to some interesting songwriter interviews and a lot of great music. Oh, great. So our listeners can find uh, episodes already on YouTube. Yes, ma'am. And John gives lots of great songwriting tips and hints. Uh, he's very sharing with his craft. And also the perspective of, you know, the trials and tribulations I went through. Uh, in the business, as many of us, you know, trying to get where we want to go, you know, setting that uh, goal and trying to achieve it. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs. And I talk about that and how that motivated me to write certain songs uh, that are out there on the charts right now. Oh, great. Well, in the meantime, John, uh, you and Pepper are reviewing the last recording for remixing notes. Right, yes. Recording, uh, right, right. You've recorded, we, what, three albums of Larry Beard, uh, at Larry Beard uh, Music Group in Nashville, correct? Yes, the album that will be coming out in January 2024 is entitled I Keep Dreaming, and we are now presently in remix on about four, five, six maybe of those tracks. You guys are busy. You you haven't, the last time we interviewed you, were I thought you were busy then, but you have really picked up the pace since we last talked. Don Songs has turned out to be very very popular, both nationally and internationally. It's uh, been a fun ride. Great. Great. You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, and we'll be right back after the break. Out for some lays and you face a test. Which tasty chip will be the best? Sour cream and onion, smoky barbecue. Cheddar, sour cream, salt, and vinegar, too. You sample them all Cause the crisp is so good on your lips Yeah You left your wallet at home But now you have a new best friend The many flavors of Lay's chips One taste and you're in love
and welcome back. Now, Pepper, you handle most of the business, and together you both create the music. Well, John is the creative. He's the songwriter. He does bring me in once in a while to do co-writing with him. And uh, I'm sort of like an English editor teacher, you know, um, with just suggestions that I throw back at him. But you, know, you don't want to stifle your creative. And I do take care of the business end. And we turned out to be uh, exceptional partners when it comes to creating, I think, wonderful music. I'd say so. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've listened to a lot of it already. I mean, it's just great. Um, now, you're in the greater Las Vegas area and the Los Angeles area, right? Where well, John performs. Yes, we live about an hour, 15 minutes west of Vegas in a little town called Pahrump, Nevada. And we do, we consider home base the greater Los Angeles and the greater Las Vegas area for his performances. And then anything else, we're basically on the road. Although we okay. are in Nashville, he performs quite a bit in Nashville. Okay. So tell me about, um, John, tell me about your singing partner, uh, Sophie Love. Well, she came to me a little over a year ago uh, as a singer, a student, and she was working with uh, another uh, singing coach, and her singing coach decided to move to Utah or someplace like that. And that coach recommended her to us. And she came to us, and, you know, she had a nice voice, and she was really uh, uh, had some talent there. And I took her on as a student, and she just, like, worked at it every day. I mean, she would come to the ranch almost every day and, and start practicing and learning. And, and I, uh, one day I said, well, you, what are you interested in learning harmonies? And she said, well, I don't know how to harmonize. And I taught her how to harmonize, and she got to the point where she could just sing anything. And Pepper and I, I told Pepper one day, I said, you know, I think we should bring her in on some of the jobs that we're doing. You know, that would be a good experience for her. And she just took to it very well. She became a really good uh, singer, harmony uh, singer. And one day I said, well, you want to learn how to play drums? And she said, okay. <laughs> so I started working with her on the drums. And, and before you know it, she was playing on the gig, playing drums. <laughs> then another day I said, uh, as time went on, I said, you want to learn how to play bass? And she said, okay. So she started playing bass. <laughs> so she became uh, quite an asset to us. Uh, the last two uh, trips to Nashville, we've taken Sophie Love with us. Uh, she now does backup harmony sing songs in Nashville when John performs, but several other singer-songwriters there, uh, she does the uh, backup uh, harmonies for them too. She's really fabulous. She's uh, written some of her own songs now with John and others, and uh, we're very proud of her. Oh, that is great. And so there was a song that was released with her, right? Who's That Girl? That was released in August. So Who's That Girl? She performs with Johnny on the stage. But the recording is with Tanya Hancheroff. Hancheroff, yes. And matter of fact, she was his background and duet partner on the last three albums that we recorded in Nashville. She's fabulous. 
I mean, she sings with Amy Grant and all the biggies. You know, we're real lucky to um, work with her. Well, congratulations on finding someone like that because they're hard to find. Thank you. Yeah, she just turned 18 years old, and she's uh, just uh, feeling really good about herself, and she might move to Nashville one day. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. So, John, we know you love to perform, of course. That's your 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 heart and soul. And your favorite saying, we have to remind everyone, is there's never a stranger in the audience. Yes, you know, I was playing uh, in South Carolina doing a tour there years ago. And when I went out stage, I was waving and, and pointing to people. And after the performance, uh, somebody came up to me and they said, well, how do you know all these people? It's like, wherever you go, you know all these people. And I said, I really don't know these people. But when I come out on stage, I just act like they're all my best friends. And I told him, I said, to me, there's never a stranger in the audience. And that's the first time I coined that phrase. And I stuck by it. You know, if you treat people like they're your best friend, you're going to get a good response to people. And don't treat them like they're strangers. You know, when you see somebody, you smile, you say hello, you make them feel comfortable. And, treat them with respect. Yeah, and they become fans. Yeah. And it answers the question, well, you never have stage fright because all your friends are sitting in the audience. That has a lot to do with it, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, although, you know, sometimes they can scare you when all your friends come to see you. You know, it's like, I hope they like what I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> your friends are the first person if you're not doing it good, you know. <laughs> all right, right. Well, I doubt that, John. You're, you're, you're just a natural. You're just natural at it. That's he for loves sure. There's no place he'd rather be than on stage. Well, you know, you can be on stage and you can mess up and you can forget words and things, which I've done several times. But, you know, you just act like uh, it's okay. We're all friends and we keep going. Everything's fine. You know, people get scared because they think they're going to mess up on stage. Well, I know I'm going to mess up on stage. <laughs> I already got that covered, you know. So I don't worry about it. It's not the mistake. Right. Uh-huh. It's the recovery. Every professional will have a good recovery for their errors because everybody Yeah, once you know how to recover from a mistake, then that takes off the pressure because we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to forget words or, you know, and many times I'll go on stage and I'll start a song and I'll look at Pepper. She knows instantly I can't remember what the next line is. And she'll yell at (laughs) the audience. You know? <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. So you, but it's how you pick up and move on and recover that counts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You showed that it, you just showed that it doesn't affect you, and 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 you go on. That's that is that's true talent, if you ask me. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. The season's open for possibilities. And this spring, the outdoors are in. It's time to see the outside not for what it is, but for all it can be. To go somewhere new, you don't have to log miles. Just open your mind. The place you want to go might be just outside your door. Lowe's. Home to any budget. Home to any possibility. 
Metro Station where the DJ's heart is breaking. Playing Jones and Merle and Waylon all damn day. I'm so sick of doing 90. Need a road to so damn windy. Leads to somewhere no one finds this Chevrolet. Need slow and southern like a Sunday, like muddy water rolling by a riverbank, like some sleepy little town down with the moon, living like honey dripping off a spoon, like the sun that takes an hour to get behind a water tower, about the speed of watching wildflowers grow. Ain't but two ways this old boy's gonna go slow and southern, southern and slow. Tells me that ain't, you. that ain't you. I wanna take my sweet time like the slow buzz of that sweet shine. Nothing keeps me high quite like you do. When you love me slow and southern like a Sunday, like muddy water rolling by a riverbank, like some sleepy little town. Times even if you have to make up new words, you can get you can get by on that. You know, like oh, that didn't mm-hmm. rhyme, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> right, right. So let's talk about how both of you prepare for a show. John, um, tell us how you prepare for a show. I prepare uh, really months in advance for all my shows. I generally almost every day go through my show. Uh, I I have a stage set up uh, where we live with all the stage lights and just like it's a little club. And I know my song list and I go through it. I, I start at a certain time. You know, like if I know, sometimes if I know where our performances are going to be at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, I'll start my rehearsal at that time and I'll go through my set and I'll, 
uh, do it just as though I'm going to do it on stage. And I, I never get tired of doing it. Uh, you know, when we're preparing for a show and, and I tell Sophie, I said, we're going to prepare. We're going to go start doing the show every day. Um, at first, he said, well, why do we have to do that? But by the time you get on stage, you've done it so many times, you don't have to think about it. It's just happening. And if you have to think about what you're going to do on stage, then you're not concentrating on the show. And you shouldn't be concentrating on anything other than just having fun and doing the show. But it takes repetition. Repetition is the key to everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So you determine the songs for each show depending on the venue and type of audience. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll interchange the the song and, you know, like the drummer will want to know what song comes next and at the last minute I'll change it and he'll have a, you know, look on his face like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's part of it. You know, I just... Uh, I find also that some of the people that employ John have certain songs that they want. For example, he performed mm-hmm. for a huge huge uh, beauty pageant recently and they wanted his song so beautiful and I forget the other one so they had requests and and when he did the Oscars in Beverly Hills uh, they asked for the song like a rock and roll band of course he we didn't know at the time that they were going to award him peace song of the year for that song but so he does get asked by whoever wants him to perform at their public or private performance but usually that's what he does. He analyzes who the audience is going to be and then figures what's the best kind of, uh, of a routine for the hour or hour and a half show. And then he may just change it at the last minute depending on who's there or what they're doing. But we have so many songs, I have to go through them all the time just so that I'm up on them. Because, you know, sometimes I'll play with a band or we'll play with some kind of tracks or sometimes I'll come out with just myself and the guitar and Sophie, just us. And yeah. I'll get requests, and, and I have to remember how to play all the different songs. Sometimes I forget, like, how, how did that song go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of See, on right. the other hand, what I do is I'm, I'm the one that books the venue, and I want to know, you know, we, we want to a- ask about their sound system and what they have there. We want to try to hear what's going on in the venue. Uh, we want to see how many people are in the audience, you know, if it's something like it's 90 seats, that's okay. Well, just let anybody can fill 90 seats. But, you know, if it gets to be two, 300 plus people, then, you know, there's a lot of promotion and different things to let people know that he's going to be performing there. And, and we utilize all of the, the, you know, the bands in town, Song Kick, the Las Vegas event review and when we're in Vegas and the Nashville today. So that, those are the kind of things that, I'm aware of and whether we're going to bring a band or dancers to supplement his performance. One day we had a friend come over and and, uh, and she was playing piano and I, I heard her playing. I go, oh, that's a nice song. What is that? She goes, Johnny, that's one of your songs. I go, oh, it is. <laughs> you thought it sounded familiar. I thought it sounded familiar, but I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, so in larger venues, you said that uh, you have a band, like also in Nashville, including backup singers, right? Yes, yes, yes. we have backup singers uh, really in three different states. And, you know, people are mobile. And 
a professional backup singer is really there, kind of like professional studio musicians. You can give them the stuff. You can give them the charts. You can go through a couple of rehearsals, and you can perform anywhere. That's the, the, the thing of it. But uh, our backup singers, both in Nashville and Nevada, and, and are, are mobile and also very familiar with John's songs. They do an excellent job on them. Now, next month in September, we're doing a, a local performance here, and what we've done is we invited uh, our, some of our friends that uh, like to get up on stage with us. And yes. They're not professional musicians, but, you know, I have a friend that kind of plays bass, likes to play bass, and I, I invite him. I said, okay, well, let's practice a couple of your songs, and okay. you get up on stage and play bass. Pepper's going to get up on stage, and she'll play some bass yes, songs. I will. <laughs> and, you know, we invite our friends, you know. Some of them aren't professional singers either, but... It's all about having fun. It's a local place, and we do that occasionally a couple of times a year. Yeah, we try to perform in our little town at least three or four times a year. He has a wonderful following here. The three radio stations here just can't get enough of playing his music and interviews and, and his, uh, his radio show. The, the TV station has had him on. I don't even know how many times. So he's a celebrity in our, in our small town of Pahrump, Nevada. <laughs> I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Have a Sprite and cheer for Sonia. I can't hide myself. I don't expect you to understand I just hope I can explain What it's like to be a man It's a lonely road And they don't care about what you know It's not about how you feel But what you provide inside that home Being a man is what you make it you can't always live up to expectations You try to please everybody while you struggle so you fake it And end up out of balance, compromising situations As a good man, uh, do what he should, man I'll give everything he has and do everything he could, man You might find yourself feeling all alone Inside a house you built that you don't recognize as home and that's what my daddy told me And I'll tell my son the same Now that I'm older I relate And I actually feel his pain He never cried, he might have lied But he did not complain And he said, son, one day you'll have to do the same I'll get emotional when I stop and think And I look around Beyond the county lines of my small town I think about all the men out there Who feel like I do now Who are screaming on the inside But won't ever make I a sound I don't expect you to understand I just hope I can explain What it's like to be a man It's a lonely road And they don't care about what you know It's not about how you feel But what you provide inside that home Don't give up, keep fighting as a man, our sun is our horizon 
And our father's actions play a role and we end up like them So they can't let us see them hurt Cause we'll embody what they do and start a generational curse No wonder most men are so depressed All the things that they can't express They go to war, get thrown on the shelf Then go back to war with their mental health Then grab that bottle and ask for help Try to pull themselves out of hell Then fall back down and then realize That they gon' have to do with themselves It's the circle of life as a man you provide They don't know what you're worth till the So it's been, yeah, we're, we're very happy where we live, and then we're mobile, so we go to the big cities to perform, and that's where we usually use our bands. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So when you are writing, I mean, you know, and arranging a song, when do you determine it's finished? That's a good question. Uh, you know, because sometimes I think I'm finished, and Pepper says, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, and, and she'll go through the songs and say, now this lyric is really good, but it doesn't belong in this song. You know, it goes to some other song, but it doesn't belong in this song. And I'll go back and, and revisit it, and, and she's usually right, and I'll change it. But sometimes I know that it doesn't fit, but I'm, I just get kind of lazy about it, and I see if I can pass it, with, pass it by her, but she catches it. Uh, and that's our process. Uh, she goes through all my songs. Uh, there's one song, it was called, um, uh, what was it, uh, Bad Dreams. Oh, yeah, Bad Dreams. I had a lot of lyrics to that, and I just couldn't figure out which order to put them in. And she liked the song, and I said, okay, well, you put the, the, the verses in the order you think that is best. And she kind of finished the song that way. I know? forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the truth of the matter is, uh, John is exceptionally talented. His writing is unique. His sound is like a modern retro, maybe from the 60s, 70s, 80s, something. But his writing and his storylines are clever, unique, heartfelt. You could, uh, several times in the show, you can see audience members crying, <laughs> truly, literally crying. Um, he writes about his life experiences and he has empathy and he, he feels other people's distress and problems, you know. And he just writes so beautifully. So myself as a, you know, a former English teacher and, and someone that loves music and stuff, he gives me a beautiful pla- a palette uh, to choose from and uh, I make suggestions. Uh, sometimes he doesn't take them. And... Uh, 
I always find out that when he doesn't take my suggestions, it's really for the better. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, I really think it should end like this. You know? Right. Well, that was, that was the question I had is how you approach that sensitive task of discussing changes and rearrangements. Because we need to know the goal of our song. If it's for radio, then right now there's a current, you know, three or four, maybe three or four structures of a song for either country, pop, rock and roll, any of those type of genres where you put the verse and this, that, and the other. And so if we decide it's for a radio, then, you know, John makes sure it's in radio format. And, um, you know, but when we discuss it, to me, it's, not, it's never finalized. It's like I can always go back and change it. Well, you know, like if I'm undecided and she wants it to be some different way, I think to myself, well, okay, I can go with that because, you know, we can put it out there. If it bothers me and it doesn't work right, I can always change it. Even if it's been out there, I'll go back to the studio and I'll change it a, a word or a phrase. I mean, we have a studio here. I can do that. Yeah. And yeah. Or I, there was a part in there I didn't like the guitar. I wasn't happy about the guitar part. So I replayed the guitar part in the studio, and we sent it off to Nashville, and I said, well, if you're happy with my guitar part, put it in there. If you think you want to use one of your Nashville musicians, then then." used them and they heard it and they said no it's fine like it is they used my version of what i played the guitar part in a small lead but it bothered me so i wanted to change that so it's never final i can always feel like i, I can live with it for now if i need to i can change it well and we're very blessed because not only do we have a, a real home studio here where we can create music, but John knows how to work it. He's certainly not an engineer. He does amazing things on Pro Tools and Logic. And we're able to communicate with the studio who uses Pro Tools and actually send them things that back and forth that are compatible with each other. And so we get the advantage of John's creativity and the uh, professional studio musicians who are just amazing. But what is great about it is it really shows the expertise in communication skills and insight. Well, you know, when we go back and we go through a song, Pepper will sit there and pick out, like, what bar is that? It was bar 3.4 uh, dash something. She wants to know, okay, what are we going to put there? We're going to move it over to this other bar. She takes notes. So when we go back to Nashville, when we get back into the editing uh, uh, mixing room, she can tell that engineer, this is specifically what I want. And they like that. You know, we come prepared. Time is money. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's fast. When you go to the uh, studio and they're tracking, We'll do five songs in three hours. I mean, that's a lot of songs. That's just laying down the uh, the studio musicians. That's not laying down the final vocals or doing any of the mixing or the background vocals. But, yeah, we go pretty fast. But that's because we're prepared. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. When Subway opened, they changed the fast food game. But sometimes you got to refresh to be fresh. Welcome to the Eat Fresh Refresh, where there's so much new, some say you can't fit in one ad. 
I say we're talking a new all-American club, deli-style oven roasted turkey, and... Oh, that's a new steak and cheese. Oh, yeah, I knew that. That's the one with the new seasoning. And that was the new MVP Parmesan vinaigrette. Right, which makes the next level foot. Hold up, subway logo? Wait, I'm out of time. I was lost, you found a way to bring me back. Needed forgiveness, you always gave me that. Girl, I'm a witness of your looks, you don't be giving up. And it's crazy how you saved me Hand on the Bible, don't know how I got you But I couldn't ask for more Girl, what we got's worth thanking God for So thank God I get to wake up by your side And thank God your hand fits perfectly in mine And thank God you love me when you didn't have to But you did and you do, and he knew, thank God for giving me you, thank God, thank God for giving me you. Never thought I'd find an angel undercover, made a change of everything, from my heart to my last name, hey, hard to tell when he fell, that boy's heaven sent, and every night God's worth thanking God for So thank God I get to wake up by your side And thank God your hand fits perfectly in mine And thank God you love me when you didn't have to But you did and you do And he knew thank God for giving me Yeah, Pepper's always really prepared. And, you know, one thing about people, when they go in the studio, and I always tell people, get a good producer. Because there's so much to think about when you're in the studio. When I go into the studio, mm -hmm. only thinking about uh, singing the song, I don't have to worry about communicating with the musicians, the session leader, all the stuff that's going on. That Pepper takes care of all that. But if he, he doesn't like something, he'll let me know, and then I'll communicate it over. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. You know, I wouldn't. Go, you don't go directly to the musicians. I, I tell Pepper, uh, she can look to see on my face if I get a, my face kind of scrunches up. Go, what, 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 what don't you like that we're playing? And I'll tell her, and she'll 
I'll tell the session leader. And the session leader will communicate that to the musicians. Yes. And then they'll play it, and they'll all look at me, and I go, yeah, I like that. Uh, Let's do it again. Let's simplify it even more. Right. Uh, And then then we move on. So you've been co-writing together for more than 30 years. Well, for a long time, but, you know, a lot of it was – I didn't really do a lot of my own material for many years. I would do lounge shows covering rock and roll, Sinatra, show tunes, and we would do shows like like that, you know. I was like a lounge singer, and we enjoyed doing that. But one day I just got tired of it, and I said I quit. And uh, I took up photography for a few years. And then she came to me, and she said, I think it's time you do your own songs. She had already written so many fabulous songs. The only person that didn't understand how wonderful they were was him. You know, to learn good structure, a good way is to learn how to play other people's songs. So I understood structure. So when I started writing songs, it was just natural. I I just knew, you know, you have your intro and that's going to be four bars or eight bars of the fast song. You have uh, eight bars of the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, chorus, post-chorus sometimes. And there's a structure. And, and where does the title go? It goes at the beginning of the course and at the end of the course. Or, but you know these things, and when you write songs, you just kind of, it's a roadmap, and you fill in the blanks. And, and some of his songs are not meant for radio. They're meant to be mm-hmm. like just extra entertainment for the people that buy the album, the CD. Uh, you know, it's, you, you never hear the, the saying, Man plans and God laughs. Uh, there was a song called Peggy Sue's on his 2020 album, Be the Smile on Your Face. It's a six minute and 32 second song. Well, no radio station is going to play that. It was just for the pleasure of the story. But when I sent the CD to several DJs in Australia, one of the DJs really liked it. And his format was three songs commercial, three songs commercial, and then at the hour and half hour, extra commercials. So he played it and used two song, song slots. And it got so popular that it went to Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne and Cairns and over to New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand. And he started getting on radio charts in Australia. And for like eight, ten weeks, Peggy Sue's, six minutes and 32 seconds <laughs> which is insane, you know, but mm-hmm. it was not for radio. It was for just listening to play a, just a story song. So you never know, but you try plans based on what you think the song deserves. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Jake from State Farm. I really want that personal price plan. So I'll admit it. I'm a bath bomb guy. Dude. You do not need to get that personal. The State Farm Personal Price Plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath? No? (laughs) Who is that guy? Jazz bath? Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Things are getting real. Jesus, take the wheel. Only way I'm getting to the other side. Days are getting dark. Life's a little hard. Blinded, but I'm trying not to lose sight. I don't got this. I know you got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I'll believe it before I see it. Yeah. I know you're gonna see me through it. If anybody can, you can do it. God, I know in the trial and the pain, fire and the rain, you're gonna see me through it. You're gonna see me through it. If anybody can, you can do it. And whenever my heart runs away, you say the day you're gonna see me through it. When the sky falls, who am I gonna call? The one who put it up there in the first place. Full scale attack, devil on my back, better lace him up and go put on my game face. I don't got this, I know you got this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe it before I see it, yeah, yeah. I know you're gonna see me through it. If anybody can, you can do it. God, I know in the trial and the pain, fire and the rain, you're gonna see me through it. You're gonna see me through it. If anybody can, you can do it. And whenever my hope runs away, you say the day you're gonna see me. Every song must have for it to be solid. Likeability. <laughs> yeah, people have to okay. relate. Yeah. Yeah. And simple simplicity. Um, uh huh. There's that the chorus is the most important part because uh, it repeats. You know, when you hear "Sweet Caroline," everybody can sing along. That's the chorus. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what you want in every song is, is that that hook that everybody's going to remember. The second time around, they should be able to sing it with you. Most of it, yes. Yeah, and that's if you can write a song like that. Um, you know, they're called bubblegum songs. I I, I can refer to my music as bubblegum music. Love bubblegum songs. I'm influenced mm-hmm. by a lot of the music of the '60s and '70s. I, I like uh, Burt Backrack, uh, David Foster, Quincy Jones. I listen to the arrangers that are arranging these songs and these music and what they're doing, and I implement that into my songs. The simplicity, uh, and but the sophistication that goes into it. With a modern edge. It's not duplicating what they did back then. It's just getting kind of the sense of it. And then John adds the amazing talent, creativity, cleverness, uh, interesting way of, of saying things like in one of his songs he says, how do I put love between I and you? It's just a few words. Not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. He, he's never heard right. anything like that before. Yeah. And he has that way of just delivering concepts, uh, you know, throughout uh, dozens of songs that he Forever has out in the world. Time. Yeah. 
it's just very interesting um, to work with someone with that much talent. Well, let me ask you this, and, and we'll finish up, but what is the first thing you listen for when you're listening to a new recording? Our recording or someone else's? When you're listening to your new recording, what is the first thing you listen for? Well, when I'm in the studio, because I'll usually do a whole arrangement of the song in my studio, and you never know what that little motif is going to be in the song, that little repeating hook or something that's in there. And sometimes you don't know it until after you have the whole arrangement and you feel, well, there's something mm-hmm. missing. Or it, you just discover it on its own. You, you just look for it. You never know what it is, uh, where it's going to come from. But you look for something that's going to grab the people. You know, the, Memorable. Yeah. The, the lyric has to relate to the listener. It has to have some simple message to it. With a memorable musical transition through it. And after you have all that, you have to have excellent production. That's why we go to uh, Larry Beard's studio. And if you can go to any studio in Nashville, you're going to get pretty good production quality. But in order to get that, you have to have good musicians, good producer. But it has to be, if you listen to Masquerading in the Night, which I think got some kind of award for production. Best production, mm-hmm. uh, Independent Music Network 2022. Listen, yeah, listen to the production. Listen to the guitar solos, I mean, the way it's all put together. Uh, you know, many times uh, people will write wonderful songs, but they lack that one thing, that production quality, that sophistication that, that just takes it up to the very top. If you're going to compete in this industry and you want to get to uh, radio play and be up there with uh, Adele and uh, all these other people, because we were on the charts with, with yeah, him. You were, he, he was number two to Adele's number one for about, what, six weeks or something? Oh, gosh. But we were happy. <laughs> yeah, and many times, you know, you're right there with them because you're competing against them or with them, and you have to have the same production quality. Because if you don't, then you're not, as good as that song is, it's just not going to make it. It's just not going to get radio right. play. Right, right. So you've got to keep in mind, good production. got to get that. Good production. Right. Great, great. Great advice. So tell us um, how we can, the listeners, how we can find you. JohnMichaelFerrari.com. F-E-R-R-A-R-I. John, J-O-H-N, MichaelFerrari.com. That will lead you to everything. Click on tour. You'll find uh, what he's doing, public performances. There's a phone number there if you want a private performance. Uh, The Kudu's page of all of his for most of his awards and different wonderful reviews of his music. And more importantly, connect with him, social media, his Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube channels, LinkedIn, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. He's on all musical platforms, John Michael Ferrari. Thanks so much for asking. Yes. Well, Pepper and John, I want to thank you both so much for being a guest on the Bevmore Show. We want to wish both of you continued success. Thank you, my darling. Thanks so much thank for having you. me. Yeah, thank you so much. And, and today we're on our way to Vegas to see a show. What are we seeing tonight? 
I don't know. We're going to the next door to see some. <laughs> we get That's awesome. It's part That's of the, awesome. the, the wonderful foodies of being a celebrity. You get free tickets for different things. <laughs> That's Beverly wonderful. Thing. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. You know that Big Bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the Leading Bargain liquid detergent. the Bev Moore Show. I hope you've enjoyed this program and will tune in for many more. Until next time, take care.